0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated.
1: activated. activated. activated.
0: activated. Download initiated. Initiation. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in three, two, 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 two one. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actus, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Today, oh, we're in for a treat. He is a multi-talented artist who has made a name for himself in the entertainment industry through his powerful voice, engaging personality, and unwavering resilience he's best known for receiving a four-chair turn on NBC's The Voice for Team Adam Levine. Now, he has proven that he has the talent and drive to succeed in the competitive world of music and entertainment. And beyond his success on The Voice, he is also an accomplished author and podcaster. Using his unique experiences and insights to inspire and empower others, he has faced significant challenges in his life including the loss of his father and the devastating impact of Hurricane Ida. But through it all, he has remained focused on finding solutions and staying positive. His commitment to discipline, self-awareness, and a positive mindset has helped him overcome adversity and continue to thrive. Today, I'm excited to say that I have my good friend, and incredible entertainer, Manny Cabo. After you listen to today's show, there will be no doubt in your mind that Manny Cabo will continue to make a lasting impact on the world of entertainment and beyond. Well, he's back again, my friend, Manny
1: Cabo. Welcome to Life
0: Transformation Radio.
1: Oh, dude, thanks for having me back. It's always an honor to share this space with you, brother. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Today, I want to talk about, like, really not letting the shit that's going on in your life stop you. Mm. And the universe sometimes delivers a big pile at any given moment. So yeah. we're going to go back and talk all the way back to um, a few years ago where you had a big pile delivered. And then even today, dude, he had surgery like 24 hours ago and he's still yeah. here. And it's not like yeah. a little a bit of surgery he had like surgery surgery and he's here so you know manny's a guy who like gets shit done lives in action which i can definitely relate to and no matter how far he gets knocked down he continues to get back up
1: yeah Listen, man, that's that's a lot of fanfare, But I mean you you hit the nail on the head. And I, at this point, you know, I, I would like to think that it's just uh it's the only option that I have, right? We could sit here and bellyache, full pun intended, of course, is right now <laughs> belly right. Aching, man. Right, right. We could sit here and belly ache or we could focus on the solutions. You know, I've always been more solutions-oriented than just focusing on the void and the lack, man. It's just I refuse to give up my energy on that. And it's a tough thing to do, though, Rob. You know, the caveat is Staying consistent and staying resilient is a really tough thing to do, especially when the reality or the illusion of reality that we see is constantly in our face. This is not working out. The finances aren't there. Losing a loved one, getting surgery, you know, these these hardships, these doldrums that we encounter can make it really, really challenging. So the key is you have to uh, rely on the discipline because inspiration, motivation isn't always going to be there. You know that it's not always going to be there.
0: No, it's not. It's but not. So can we dive back into uh, a weather situation that had a significant impact on, on your life to the point yeah. of almost devastation and like, mm. uh, you know, it's almost like being cast away on, on a desert island or, it, yeah. you know, that's what happened yeah. to you. So why don't you just take us back to what happened?
1: Oh, yeah, man. Hurricane Ida, um, brutal, brutal experience, man. I honestly thought that my family and I were going to have to get helicoptered out of here. You know, we had close to 15 feet of water, my, and my entire livelihood over $80,000 of equipment, my podcasting, my photography, my performance equipment, every bit of furniture, my studio was underwater. I mean, everything that I owned was completely taken away from me. I mean, granted, it was a, a really harsh blow before people 200 feet down perished. They died, you know, and, and it's no joke. I mean, I had TV Al Jazeera in my house. I had the Associated Press. You know, as an entertainer, you always want yeah. some good media coverage, but that's not the media coverage that you want. No. Absolutely yeah. not. So it was pretty devastating. But once again, you know, I was doing my lives, I was shedding my tears. And everyone knows me as a pretty resilient and positive dude. But like I said, even in the face of death deficit, sometimes it is, it's pretty difficult to shift your focus on the positivity. And I was doing my lives, you know, and again, shedding my tears and showing everybody, guys, you guys think I'm a rock star just because I've been on TV, just because I have a top podcast. None of that means anything because right now I'm in the most vulnerable state of my life and I wanted to show you guys that because this is my authentic self. At any given moment, anyone can go through these difficult hardships that could really impose on your life Obviously, in this case, my livelihood, but I just chose to, to find and work on the solutions. You know, I, I was faced with the fact that, okay, well, it happened. Now what? You know, and if you remember correctly, uh, I had just recently lost my dad prior to that. So it's like another blow on top of it. And I just really had to harness the power of focus. You know, it's a mindset thing. And we all talk about that. The gurus talk about that. Everyone thinks it's a bunch of fluff it really isn't, man. You really got to delve deep into your heart and your head space and say, listen, either I do this or I don't. If I give in, I'm dead in the water, man. Literally, you know, and I know it sounds morbid under the circumstances, yeah. but I had no choice. I had three women I've got to take care of in this house. I needed to be that rock of Gibraltar. And believe me, I would spend so many nights in that little corner right here I'm looking at right now crying like a little boy. What do I do here now? You know? I can't go to work. I have no tools, you know? So what was the next option? You just have to stay positive, stay focused, stay resilient and focus on what solutions. I borrowed equipment, talked to friends. You know, I was delivering pizzas, whatever yeah. I had to do to make ends meet. So, you know, in circumstances like that, we realize what we're made out of, Rob, you know? And that's what I had to do. I had to delve deep. Well, one of the things about that is,
0: that who you are as a person and an individual and a human being. Mm. People took notice because there was fundraisers for you. I contributed. Yeah. I was part of that and and
1: I and I appreciate that we all do. Thanks, Rob. B-
0: no, that that's not even but but what I'm saying is that who you are mm. had people reach out and do that. And you know, that's probably um not the case for everybody. You know, people that live very selfishly when there's devastation, they're kind of left alone. Mm. However, you are someone who gives back and is generous and is authentic and is heart-centered. And people took notice of that. And they're like, I mean, remember, I mean... Uh, Man down, man he's down. What do we do? How do we you know, I looked at my stuff? How can I send you stuff? What do you need? how how can we help? yeah, you
1: that was epic dude. I was so taken back. It was such a humbling experience. You brought tears in my eyes, man. When you called me up like, what mics do you need? I'm like, bro, you can't me right now, so thanks, man. I know
0: absolutely you know, and but everybody did that for you, yeah. and yeah. um it, it says a lot. It also says a lot about the podcasting community, I think yeah that I'm in a lot of industries and I will have to. I'm just going to go on a limb and say this, but I believe mm. that the heart and soul of podcasters are really incredibly unique and special. The majority of them, I would say, most all of them, are thoughtful and caring yeah. and giving and not ego based and and not uh, greedy, and they're very generous with sharing their message and sharing their time. And I don't think there's really any industry that I know of. And I'm part of a lot of different mm. nuances um, that is like that. I mean, in the voiceover mm. industry, mm, it's not like that. Mm. It's very cutthroat. Yeah. They don't like competition. Mm. And it's, it's really a, a beautiful thing of podcasting is that they don't have a sense of competition. No. We don't feel we're in competition of the podcasters. Mm. I love the abundance mindset that the majority of podcasters have. And it showed up with you being in need and it showed up in, in other ways. But I want to just really dive down and I want people to, to feel, and it's made me cry a couple of times talking about this just minutes ago when you brought this up, but Ida comes and your family's in danger because it was scary. Yeah. I mean, the winds come, the water comes. So mm. take me back there. I wanna I wanna feel what it feels like for you yeah. and how you overcame that incredible devastation. Yeah.
1: Well I gotta tell you it all started, you know, when the winds started picking up just like you mentioned and you hear it howling. Yeah. And then my wife kept on looking outside the window. And granted, listen, we're not in a flood type of area. We've never seen anything like this, you know, Uh, very similar down south, but that's miles away. That's near the ocean. I get that, but not in the inner city. Right. So we're starting to see the water starting to come up and my wife's looking outside the window. She's like, bam, the tires and the cars are starting to get covered up pretty quick. I said, listen, don't worry. It'll just pass, just flashing floods. I'm going with the news, you know. Meanwhile, inside, I'm like, Oh, shit, man, this doesn't sound good, but I'm trying to keep everybody calm. That's sure. your job, is men, my man. job, we're right? Gonna, you know, we take it gonna, all in. Meanwhile, you know, I'm exactly. like dying inside here. Oh, okay, I need to start exactly. mentally preparing here. And right. then all of a sudden, the thoughts start filtering in. I'm like, oh, dude, all my equipment, my studio, everything I own down there, my microphones, cameras, this is like everything that I, I sustain my family with. Sure enough, she goes outside the window half hour later, we're watching TV. The internet goes out. I'm like, here we go. This is where it all starts and she's like, bam, this water is not stopping. And then she goes down to the rec room and right, here, you can't really see, but we have a split level home. So right. the water starts coming in to the rec room, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, one inch turns into two, two inches turns into three. This is when I hasten down to the basement. The first thought that I have, I need to start salvaging as much as I have by then, it was already too late because there was already probably close to three feet of water in the basement. So, me, like an idiot desperation, I go down to my vocal booth. I go grab my Neumann. You know, it's a $5,000 right. mic. Like, I grab it. My, wa- my, my knees are underwater. I get zapped. I could have just died right there. And my wife screamed, What are you doing? Get out of the basement. But, you know, you don't think about these things, you know? The, the, right. the thing that starts kicking in is that fight or flight, trying to grab everything, you know? So at that point, I realized it was a lost cause. So I just basically started moving everything that I could, you know, here in the rec room upstairs to the, to the, uh, the first floor. And then, I don't know, the surge of water just came out of everywhere. And pretty soon, listen, I'm six foot two. My basement was completely gone. It's about 13 feet high. It was already up to the ceiling. There was no way yeah, to salvage I saw, anything. Yeah, I right? saw
0: some of your photographs and I was
1: like, oh. Yeah, so I told everybody, wow. listen, we're going to have to go to the, the second and third floor just in case. And fortunately, we had our cell phones. So, you know, we were seeing canoes. We were seeing the canoes up and down the street, people going. And uh, at that point, we hadn't realized that four people were trapped in the uh, in the apartment buildings. They had perished already. Oh, and... It was just one of those situations. It was like a scene from a movie, Rob. You know, we watch these movies. And we're like, yeah, well, you know, it's not going to happen in Jersey. It's devastating. Sure, special effects. But there was no special effects. There was no lighting crew. There were no cameras. This, is, this shit's going down. Like, I don't know where we're going right. next. I don't know how we're going to get lifted out of here. And um, it was, it was one of those experiences. It was so surreal, but it was terrifying. Not so much for myself, but, you know, the girls in the house you know they're asking like, what do we do like where are we do we hide like what and when you don't have the answers because you're just not prepared for something this right. devastating and right. you know fortunately uh fast forward probably four or five hours later we were still up trying to monitor everything it was like one o'clock in the morning and the water started dying down but you look in the backyard everything is completely covered the front yard the porch is completely covered vans you know those big utility vans completely submerged i've never seen anything like it um and it was just one of those situations where i was just i want this nightmare just to end can can it please be tomorrow already sunny day right. and that's what it was that's exactly what happened you know and fortunately we survived the night but you keep thinking about those that didn't survive the night right. we're pretty pretty fortunate and to look and see what was left behind, which was nothing. We're like, wow, I, I don't ever want my worst enemy to experience something like this. And you know me, I have multiple careers, Rob. Right. That's all I kept on thinking about. My career as an artist, not just a yeah. photographer, but a singer, oh, yeah. but a podcaster, but a voiceover. My career as an artist is on hold or gone for God knows how long because... I realized I started calculating the money and the expenses of all the stuff that was gone that I couldn't buy back. It took me years to purchase all that stuff and gone in less than three hours. Yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty devastating emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, every sense of the word. And the only thing I kept on thinking of is I had just lost my dentist. I said, you know what, dad is looking on me right now and he's telling me, hang in there, son. We got this. Okay, you've been through a lot. You know, you've got three girls you got to take care of. Stay strong, stay positive, be the rock of Drew Boulter that, that we raised you to be. Because when this is right. over on the other side, you're going to look back and be like, listen, this is one of the most devastating moments of my life. But there is an amazing story that I could share with the world to keep that sense of resilience even under the most dire circumstances. And that's exactly what I did. You know, um, I was always a positive mindset type of person, as you already know, but I think this really changed me as an individual, but I will tell you this at the expense of a lot of emotional trauma that I'm still dealing with. You know, I, I have fears till this day that I never had. I wasn't afraid right. of anything. Right. Every time a rain drop comes down and I see a storm coming, I panic. You know, it's the worst feeling. It's like this PTSD that just overcomes you. And it's, it's hard to intense. And, it and, really, and really is.
0: It's, it's almost like having back pain because yeah. people can't see back pain and PTSD is quite debilitating. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is, is something. I mean, I was in an armed robbery um, a long, long time ago. Had a gun put to my forehead. Ugh. And it took a long time to feel comfortable to walk into a, yeah. a retail store. And, you know, my daughter had her uh, brain surgery and four strokes. And even to this day, um, mm. when she texts me, you know, it's just amazing how... Yeah that stuff
1: happens. It's a trigger, man. It really is. It's a brutal it's, trigger.
0: It is. And it, it as strong as you and I both are, yeah. and we both are strong, it it's debilitating. Yeah. And it's not even a weakness. It's I I think what happens is I think we get brain damage when we have that severe of a trauma. Mm. I think the neurons and stuff just like
1: change. The remnants starts eating up at it. Yeah, man.
0: I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I really think that's the case because um, I will attest, and you can say yes or no. Mm. But after major incidents in my life, like the gun to my forehead, where I really thought I was going to die, mm. like really thought I was going to die, um, or my daughter and having you know the strokes and all that, yeah, you don't really realize the impact it's having and how long that impact is hmm. going to be and it's terrifying it is and it's not when it's terrifying that it happened then it's terrifying that you're so afraid which sounds funny for you and i yeah um of it occurring to get again and it's not a conscious thing it's a subconscious thing it's it's a very it's almost unknown in how that works. I mean, you need to think of all the military that have the PTSD
1: yeah. and think about it. But they, I think your brain changes. And I, I think it, it doesn't. To add to that, I think what happens is you focus more on the situation after the fact because then your brain starts fabricating other scenarios that could have transpired. You know, it's not, right. it's not bad what enough if? that you went the through The what it. ifs. Yes. The what ifs. That is yeah, what kills that's, me. Like, it could have went yes. a totally different direction. You know, let's Die. say you're not even here. Something happened drastically. You know, they pulled the trigger. You're gone. It could have went that way. So, what do we do? Our human condition is always actually conditioned to think of the worst possible case scenario. And I think that's why PTSD. Right. I can say that I've experienced, it not at the level of the military, or losing lives. You know, in front of me like that. But there's different forms and levels of PTSD, and it's still the same. It resonates differently. And now yeah. you're left with this impact. You know, you're left with this mark. Yeah. Something has imprinted on your brain that's telling you, okay, now we got to keep our guards up. Something like this could happen. Something devastating could happen. So now you're on full alert when prior to that, you were like, whatever, it's just a little bit of water. I'm telling right. you, I see the forecast now, Rob, I panic. I'm like, I can't yeah. go through that again. I really, really can't. Because now I have four people who perished, you know, now right. losing everything two years and I'm still rebuilding. Haven't right. caught up, so there's an aftermath of issues that have stemmed. So many variables that have stemmed from that situation that it's hard for me to forget. It's not just one. It's not like okay, the water came in, we flooded the house, done. Nothing was lost. Everything happened where we could have lost our lives, and just like you in your situation, it yeah. could have went drastically wrong to, the other way. So our brain is is inclined to always cater to that fear and fabricate even more fear on top of the fear, which is like a, a double-edged sword. I'm like, what the hell, man? Right. Um, and again, I wouldn't want anybody to experience something like that. It really is devastating. And there's so many different forms of devastation. I don't want either of them, none of them. Right. But the, the key thing is to understand, listen, at that particular moment, you just got to breathe, man. You got to breathe and focus stay strong. You want to cry. You want to freaking break down afterwards. That's fine. Yeah, and that right. in the heat of the moment. And this is why it's so important. You know, breathing was vital for me. I do this thing, to, the four box breath. They do that yeah. in the military. The Navy SEALs do that where it's four, four hold, four exhale, four hold. Exercises like that really helped me because it slows down the heart rate. And let me tell you, cause you can't panic, man. Panic is your biggest enemy in a situation like that, but it's do it's so hard to keep it together man um yeah. but yeah and man, that's I'm a that's moment experience. when
0: you have to be and you have to just stay even the ptsd you have to work at mm-hmm. it and be in the very moment yeah you do you do like right now nothing is happening yeah i'm not gonna look into the future and i'm not gonna deal with the past yeah right now I'm good. You have to stay present. And I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to even put it out there in the universe that anything devastating is going to happen. Because right now, I'm here with my family and my friends, and it's drizzling. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. And what happens is our brain tends to create stories of like, yeah, but it changes, and that's where the anxiety wheel, comes baby. from. That hamster wheel, baby, that hamster wheel. We going. start fast forwarding into the future and all this stuff. That's like <laughs> yeah. with all the crazy that's going on in the world around us right yeah. now. It's like nothing's happened. Yeah. So right now is right now, and the thing is, things can change so quickly, and not just for the bad. Yeah, and people tend to think. If your life can change in a moment, okay, they always go negative. No, your life can change in a moment in so many wonderful ways. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree.
0: And, and that's where I think we need to really focus our attention on is love and mm. light and positivity and being mm. in the moment and just being in our own circus and our own monkeys yeah. of what we can control. Yeah. Well, because— a lot of people, like what you said is you're, you know, you're overwhelmed and concerned about everybody else that perished and all that. And our brains can't handle all yeah. that. We have to zero in and like our circus, our monkeys, yeah. this is what we have to deal with because that's really all we can control. Yeah. And we should only really get stressed in the areas that are of our control. Yeah. And if it's not our control, then... We can get stressed about it, but that's a choice that we're making because we have no ability in any way, shape, or form to change it or make yeah. a difference. If there's a freight tank, if there's a freight train coming out of the way, I mean, it's just like, I'm thinking about this. If there's a freight train coming at us on a track. All I can do is get off the track. Yeah, I can't stop the freight train. It's coming.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, all, that's all you it's can do. It's very binary. Get out or stay there and get clobbered, you know?
0: Exactly. And if I'm standing on the side of the track and the freight train is coming, it's scary. I'm going to feel it, but it's, I don't know if it's going to derail and hit me, but it's coming and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. So right now I'm just sitting on the side of the track.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, in a situation like that, Granted, it's it's a pretty severe situation, you know. It's at an apex yeah. of minimal time to make a decision, but you still have to make a decision, you know. And life yeah. is made of decisions like that. And you know, Joe Dispenza, uh, an amazing mentor, one who I really uphold everything he has to say. You know, we as human beings, we become very uh, materialistic things, you know, because we feel we can only control things with our senses, you know. Uh, right. But how about focusing on the present? Right. And then focusing on, like you said before, as you alluded to, focusing on the positive side of things. Absolutely. You know, the best way to create your future outcomes is to focus on the now. You know, that will dictate right. the future, but we're, we're creatures of habit, you know, and our bodies respond to our emotions, which influences our brain. And instead of saying, well, you know, this is going to be terrible, this is going to be the worst case scenario, maybe it won't. How about if things work out better than you anticipated? we are inclined, exactly. society dictates that. We're surrounded by this illusion of realness and the news and criticisms and, you know, conventional, you know, uh, um, hearsays and societal conventions. It's all nonsense. And it's no surprise that we're always catering to the negative side of our brain, you know? So it's, it infiltrates our every second of life, you know, our, our daily routines. And, and it really does, it infiltrates us and it impacts us. On our decision making. And like you just said, you know, either you stay in the resilient mindset mode or you just give in and plummet. And I'm the type of guy, listen, I will grow my wings on the way right. down when I jump. I'm a big risk taker. I am not going to go down yeah. like this. There's always a way out. There's always a way out. And that's the mentality that got me through everything. That's still to this day why I'm sitting here. I just had surgery because I'm not going to sit here and focus on a problem. I'm going to focus on, well, listen, I have an opportunity. Right to talk about this, if I can inspire somebody to say, ignore the pain, ignore the criticisms, have an engaging, heartfelt dialogue with an incredible uh, um, voice personality like yourself, I'm going to choose that instead. And then I'll go bellyache on the couch later when nobody's watching, you know, with a little bit of ice cream or something exactly. like that. So you
0: know, one of the things that I think is a gift for you, mm-hmm. and I've known you a while, and you may not admit it, but you know, People think that if you're in the entertainment space mm. that, you know, you have just this immense confidence. And one of the things about people in the entertainment space is there's a lot of unworthiness and imposter syndrome going on. Sure. So I will bet you, no monetary thing, that one of the gifts that you got from this devastation was how you show up for people, yeah. and how you land, and how truly loved you are, and how people care about you, and they respect you, and that you're important in
1: this life. Did you get that as a gift? I really did. Um, I truly did. And again, I was so humbled by all the gestures and the donations, and. This is the way I look at it, Rob. You know, I do things unconditionally. The biggest thing as an entertainer, uh, as a performer, as a voice personality that you can give your audience, right, is the gift of authenticity. Integrity is a big deal for me, brother. And for me, it was really easy to show the world not being a rock star, not my fingernails painted, not my, my you know, falsettos and rock powerful voices and, and accessories. It wasn't like that. I was sitting there on my front lawn, sitting on a couch that had just been inundated with water, letting everybody know, do I look like a rock star right now? This is real, guys. I'm not sitting here worried about my, I shouldn't say hair because I don't have any hair, but worried about the way that I look. I'm doing this. I'm serving my community. And that's why I'm not scared to do anything because... The brain can't differentiate between fear and excitement, right? And if right. you're scared, if you're really scared, you come up from a place of ego. If you're excited, you come up from a place of service, which is why I never get scared to do anything, which is so difficult for me to deal with what I'm dealing with this PTSD because I always come from a place of service. I do things to help empower, inspire, educate my audience. I'm having yeah. this conversation with you in hopes that others will listen and absorb the words that we're volleying back and forth to be like, you know what? I needed to hear this. I'm going through some stuff right now. See? And Manny's doing this. You know, I've sold out arenas yeah. of 60,000 people. I've also played to the bartender. At the end of the day, right. I do things because I love it. And I love serving my community. I love coming up with viable solutions for people, especially if I've endured them. If it's something devastating that I've endured, of course I'm going to share because we all need a little bit of help. We all need a little bit of guidance and the impetus behind that for me doing it because there's so many instances where I didn't have any answers. I wish I had somebody like myself now when I was 20, 25 guiding me that I can help yeah. people that I do right now. I didn't have that. We needed to figure out. We didn't have YouTube. You know, I we know. didn't have any of that. Do it ourselves. <laughs> we had to got figure you. out a way, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you notice, I get fired up. Man. I flare up like a hemorrhoid when I talk about this stuff because people are just not grateful enough to understand that there's people out there willing to help, but everyone's too worried about complaining you know about everything that i don't have this i don't have that well what are you right. doing to go after it? are you helping people the quickest way to attain the success for yourself is to assist others in their pursuits that's my superpower brother i'm not the best at anything i'm not the best podcaster i'm not the best singer i'm not the best photographer i'm not the best anything but god damn it i'll give you the best effort i can possibly uh, give you that's for sure absolutely that's it absolutely that's my superpower absolutely. yeah i
0: love it i love it well let's talk so you're, you're overcoming these obstacles. You're transforming your life. Where, where is Manny right now? So it's been two years. <clears throat> Where's Manny? You had surgery. You're overcoming that. Yeah. So you got took care of what you needed to take care mm-hmm. of. Now that's going to be a lot less stress and friction in your life. Mm-hmm. Where else is Manny? What else are you... Well- up to? That's
1: a great question. Under the transformations. Let me give you, let me give you a scenario. So looking at my calendar, I was starting to panic a little bit because, you know, it's a little bit of light with the bookings, right? You know, a lot of the residencies that I do with the hotels are, are yeah. a little low now because of, you know, still the aftermath of COVID has impacted a lot of the, uh, the occupancy right. ratios. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, I made some phone calls to uh, Nashville artists. You know, I've made a living. Got over 200 album covers to my name. Again, that's not to boast. That's just I'm making the example here. Not a lot of these artists have money right now. So what affects that community, my ecosystem of artists, of course, it's going to affect my income status. Right, right. So then now I get this, this, this situation surgery-wise. I keep everything personal. I'm not trying to avoid it. But listen, I no, have a I surgery. You. It's no big it's deal. A, it, I don't want people. It's a, it's a, yeah, it does. It's good. It's good. Right? So I have to get it taken care of. It's no big deal. And then, you know, I started getting different outlooks like, you know what? There's nothing on my calendar because there's nothing that's supposed to be on my calendar. The universe sometimes provides you with this cosmic Absolutely. two by four. So yep. happens I've got four weeks of nothing going on, which is exactly the amount of time I need to heal. And I'm a stubborn son of a bitch, bro. I'm always a hundred miles I know an you'd hour. be
0: out there on the road. And here's the thing. If you, if you did that mm. and you're like, you know what, I'm going to, get a booking in two weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to do my healing. Guess what? That is going to have a significant impact to you. And that's going to knock you down Bingo. possibly for a year Bingo. or not even a year, but forever. Bingo. Like forever. Yeah. The universe, the universe doesn't always give you what you want, but it certainly will lay out in front of you what you need. That, yeah. that I will guarantee yeah. you. It's not what you want.
1: <laughs> it no. will definitely give you what you Oh, yeah. Need. Sometimes it'll make the choices for you that you're too afraid to make in the first place. So you have to grace that as well. So right now, my, my superpower that I've adjusted and pivoted toward is gratitude. Gratitude for the my things favorite. that I currently have in my life. Gratitude my that I've been favorite. able to, to completely repurchase a lot of things, start rebuilding, got this taken care of, have four weeks of some downtime that I could heal. Granted, it's tough. It's tough sitting there and watching the minutes elapse. I'm like, oh my God, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. No media, no micro content. I'm <sighs> doing. That's why I had to jump at this interview. When you're like today, you're like, you know, you want to do one time? I'm like, yes. I didn't even let yeah. you finish the sentence because I need that to stay great. busy. You know, yeah. And these are the best conversations. I'm sorry if you got to plan a conversation, then that's not really a conversation. You know, we let's keep it real. You and I, we're 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 the same vintage, you know, and, yeah. we, and we keep it real. And these are the uh, the dialogues that actually resonate with the most people because they are real. So in a situation like that, it's so true. So I'm living in gratitude right now for everything that I currently have, and living in the moment. So you know, living in the moment with you right now, hashing out some some negative experiences that have made an impact on my life. That's therapeutic. Yeah. So there oh, is no negative points to this
0: conversation. Call me Dr. Rob, baby.
1: There, Dr. You, Dr. Go. there you go. <laughs> Dr. Rob. Yes, yeah, funny. So I was telling someone,
0: you know, right. hey, they wanted to get together. And I said, I have a podcast to mm. do. And they're like, oh, my God, who are you interviewing? And I said, I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm having a conversation with my friend, Manny Cabo. I love it. Um, you may know him. He was on The Voice. You go, oh, my God, I know. So there you go. Um, but there's a distinction in podcasting of interviewing and conversations yes. and you know we discussed before we even press record that we were going to let the universe just let this conversation unfold we had mm-hmm. no topic of conversation okay. and it's just going to unfold so as as things come to a close i wanted to find out from you are there specific things that you have done other than gratitude because gratitude is something that i do Every night before I go to bed, yeah. oh, I'm always so grateful that I had another day on this mm. beautiful earth and I got to spend time with my family. Yeah. And when I wake up, always, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm alive again. Like, that's my gratitude. I'll do it every day. Yeah. So gratitude is so powerful and important. What are the things, you know, takeaways that an audience can, can learn from you and how you are able to have that devastation and transform your life to where you're on an upswing?
1: That's a great question. Educate yourself. You know, find out what's truly bothering you. You know, what are your insecurities? What are your fears? Read about it. Talk about it. You know, uh, the best way to gain success in life is what? Hang around people that are successful. Hang out with people yeah. that have attained the goals that you desire. It's the same principle. You know, if you want to get over certain hurdles of fear and insecurities, then you really got to do your research. You need to. You need to be honest with yourself. You know, not just have integrity as a whole, but more importantly, with yourself. You know, you, right. you, you have to say, well, what am, I, what am I insecure about? What's really bothering me? And then throughout the day, analyze yourself and ask yourself, well, you know what? Where did I fall from grace? How did I do today? Did I, did I keep a, um, a positive mindset? Did I keep an abundant mindset? Or did I revert back to the old, you know, victimization mentality, the imposter syndrome, all the things that really don't serve us in life? If you keep an honest mindset, mental journal of the things that you know that you can do without on a daily basis that's a start but you have to have the integrity to follow through and stay consistent yeah. and you have to work at it every day rob the problem why people don't succeed in life is because they're lazy there is so much information out there you could do anything in this world i mentioned youtube before you want to learn yeah. how to build, you know, uh, um, a backward inside inverted bird box. I don't care what the hell it is. You can learn how to do it. The key is we're lazy creatures. We know what we have to do, but we're too busy hiding behind the excuses. And we're too busy playing the victimization role that we don't allow ourselves the possibility of growth when it's right in front of you. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Every single step counts, man. And I, I alluded to this earlier. Before inspiration will not always be there. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. But discipline will. If you show up every single day, even when you're like, yeah. "Absolutely not! I don't want to show up," you're probably well ahead at least eighty-five percent of the population.
0: Just I saw. Yeah, oh, man, absolutely. I saw. I saw a, a video. Of uh, Mel Robbins, and I, I'm a big mm. fan of hers. I yeah. like her just Love Mel. raw, real. She's great, and she said, um, "You need to know, man. Mm, no one's coming for you. Yeah, no one's going to show up. It's all on you, baby. Nobody cares. It's all you. No one's coming. Like no, a lot of a lot of people go through life and they and they they just really want to be rescued, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. And um, it's a very harsh." Message to hear, and I loved how she did that. She's like, "Hey, no one's going to show up." Yeah, and it put me in my place too. I heard it at the right time, at the right moment, at the right day, and I'm like, "You're right. No one's going to show up. I got to do this myself. This is crappy, clean the toilet type stuff. Yeah. This is my shit in my life, and I got to clean it up. And no one's going to show up. Yeah, and I wouldn't want anybody else to do it. I got to do it. Not pleasant." But I got to do it. Yeah. that's all. And it when is. you realize that, you know, being an adult is you do yourself. No one's going to show up. You know, and that's the grand scheme of things.
1: But that's that's just. But the, the way beautiful it is. thing about it is, if you constantly show up and you get through the hurdles on your own, dude, right? It's stoppable. You're unstoppable. Absolutely. And absolutely. Then, and then when you become fearless, and then you on top of that, you do things to help other people unconditionally. You're just a beast mode. And I think that's what's helped me throughout the years. I've edified those that I know I want to emulate. I've seen what yeah. they've been through. I've encountered and experienced the doldrums of life's devastations firsthand, you know? And I came, I came out well on the other side, but it took a lot of work. Why? Because I showed up. At the time that it was happening, I didn't show up for me. I showed up for my family, but I showed up. And guess what? That consistency of showing up for other people unconditionally, it helped me to develop this pattern of inspiration to consistently keep showing up. Cause now I prove myself, wow, I did it once. I did it again. Now I did it the third time. It's in me now. And if I hadn't entertained that internal impetus to help others, to keep others calm, at peace, if I decided not to show up and cower, it'd be a totally different outcome. Think about that for one second. I choose. Once you make that decision, once you make that decision and say, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm going to show up for myself and for everyone else. More importantly for myself, because you're useless to anybody if you're not confident. You know, it's like that, that analogy that they give you when you're on the airplane, Right put your gas mask your gas mask put your mask on first right cuz you're useless to anybody else it's the same principle that we need to apply in our life in our daily routines help yourself first right but also help others get to that next level and once you keep showing up man you build that pattern and it becomes this innate driving force behind every success story that you're ever going to tell people it's pretty pretty amazing you're pretty amazing man nah, i really Dude, and you showed up. So
0: thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for I having really, me, bro. You
1: know, anything for you, man.
0: I really appreciate it. And and back at you, seriously. Um, it's, it's amazing how we cross paths in the virtual world, never met in person, and uh, we're friends. Yeah. It's pretty darn cool yeah. how that is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And without any bias, without any judgments, that's the beauty of the world, brother. The problem is we get so caught up in these illusions and criticisms and hearsays and what people think and philosophies. And my God's better than yours. It's a stupid shit that means absolutely nothing. When you and I met, like you said, in passing, we met in a clubhouse yeah. room, just nonchalantly. Reached out, yeah. connected. I was on your show. Hurricane Ida happened. You you gave me this gesture of friendship to help me out and my family. You called me up two days ago out of the blue manny. I got this incredible thing going on in my life. You know, we podcasters stick together and here I am doing an interview. And then who knows where the next thing is gonna be. Next thing will be, I don't know, we'll we, will be uh, narrating the next Yankee game. I don't know where it's going to go, but do you think I'm questioning that? I'm living in the moment right now with you. This is the most important moment in my life right now is this second with you engaging in incredible conversation, which could lead to something fruitful because there's no analytical questioning. I'm just going with the flow, brother, and enjoying the time. We need to live in the moment and chill out, bro.
0: Absolutely, the mic drop moment. Manny Cabo, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you Absolutely. for showing up. My pleasure, brother. And thank you so much for your support and taking the time out of your busy and precious day or evening to listen to Life Transformation Radio. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guest, Manny Cabo, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is... Is Life Transformation Radio.
1: Download complete.